Welcome to Living the Good Life Podcast, where we bring you messages, thoughts, and advice for living the good life. Today's message is brought to us by Brother Larry Dishman. Turn with us, if you would, over to Luke chapter 14, verse number 25. There went a great multitude with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me, and hate not his father, and mother, and wife, and children, and brethren, and sisters, yea, in his own life also he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever doth not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you intending to build a tower, set it not down first, and counteth the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, lest happily after you have laid the foundation and is not able to finish. And all that behold it begin to mock him, saying, This man begin to build and was not able to finish. Or what king going to make war against another king sitteth not down first and consulteth whether he be able with 10,000 to meet him that cometh against him with 20,000? Or else, while the other is yet a great way off, he sendeth an ambassage and desireth conditions of peace. So likewise, whosoever he be of you that forsaketh not all that he hath, he cannot be my disciple. Salt is good, but if the salt have lost his savor, wherewith shall it be seasoned? It is neither fit for the land, nor yet for the dunghill. But men cast it out. He that hath ears to hear, Let him hear. My message deals with the subject, what will it take to finish? This man began to build a tower and was not able to finish. What's it going to take to really finish? I believe we all know of a lot of people who got started but didn't finish. So it happened to others, it can happen to us. So we want to get into the Word of God for a little while and find out what is it going to take to really finish. The Christian life is pictured in the Bible as a race to run, a course to finish. And the Apostle Paul was determined to finish his course with joy and the ministry which he had received. He had a lot of difficulties, had a lot of hard places that he faced in his life. Probably far more than any of us will ever have to face. He was beaten with rods. He received many stripes. He went hungry, did without. And the list goes on and on. But he says in Acts the 20th chapter and verse number 24, but none of these things move me. Neither count I my life dear unto myself so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry which I have received of the Lord Jesus to testify the gospel of the grace of God. And so he said, none of these things move me. He had determined to finish, not go part way or halfway. He determined by the grace of God that he was gonna finish. And each one of us need to have that determination. I've got a good start, but I can't quit. I must finish this race. And shortly before his death, he could give the testimony. I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course and I've kept the faith. 
Notice what he said. He finished his course. Each of us need to consider two very important truths. God has a course for every one of us. Secondly, God wants each and every one of us to finish the course that we're on if we're living for God. How wonderful to realize that God has a specific plan for your life. God's plan is a good plan. It's not an evil plan. It's a good plan. And if we'll trust him, he will help us complete that plan. Yet most Christians, or at least many Christians, do not finish their course. Many people give up, quit trying. Our passage speaks here in Luke the 14th chapter of one who intends to build a tower. And building a tower is kind of like running a race and finishing your course. Yet friend, there's many pitfalls on your course, on my course. The tower may never get built if we don't determine to finish. By looking in the necessary ingredients for this building tower, I believe we can see why many people fail to finish. First of all, I believe to finish the tower, it takes purpose. Do you have purpose? Amen, nothing can begin until someone at least intends to build. Here's a man that intended to build a tower. Intend points to a purpose, a desire to accomplish. First, you gotta have a purpose, saints of God, and the purpose must not be for self, but be for God. Proverbs 23, four says, labor not to be rich, cease from thine own wisdom. Again in Proverbs 23, five, wilt thou set thine eyes upon that which is not, for riches certainly make themselves wings. They fly away as an eagle toward the heaven. Also in Jeremiah 45 and verse number five, he said, and seekest thou great things for thyself? Do you hear what I said? The purpose can't be for ourselves. Seekest great things for thyself, seek them not. Behold, I will bring evil upon all flesh, saith the Lord, but thy life will I give unto thee for a prey in all places whither thou goest. Amen, these scriptures is letting us know, don't do this just for yourself. I say again, the purpose has got to be from God. Colossians 1 and verse number one, Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God. And Timotheus, our brother. Verse number nine, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you, and desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will and all spiritual understanding. Purpose follows salvation. Amen. What did he tell us in the book of Ephesians 2 and verse number 8? For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. A lot of folks stop right there. But he goes right on. Not of works, lest any man should boast. 
Verse number 10, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In a physical race, the runners keep their eyes on winning the prize. So must we, as the people of God, keep our eyes on the heavenly prize. Keep our eyes on the goal. Amen, friend. As the people of God, we've got to have a purpose. One of the biggest problems today, so many believers are aimless. Amen. They don't have no plan. And that's why a lot of folks don't finish. They don't have a plan. The man who intends to build must also be one who counts the cost. He surveys the situation. He calculates the requirements and he makes his plans. Oh, the need for a plan to find God's way. How do we find God's way? Proverbs 3, 5 said, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Amen, we gotta find God's timing. And we can do that by looking in the book of Ecclesiastes 3.11. He said he had made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Isaiah told us in the 40th chapter in verse number 30, He said, even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But listen, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Amen. Habakkuk talked about it in the second chapter in verse number three. He said, for the vision is yet an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it, because it will surely come, it will not tarry. Then what about the source of our plans? I believe that's important to consider. Colossians said in the first chapter, verse number nine, for this cause we also, since the day that we heard it, Do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with all the knowledge of his will and his wisdom and spiritual understanding. In Ephesians 5, 17, where it says, Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. We come to understand what God's will is through prayer, through meditation, through godly counsel. I believe there's another reason that people don't finish is because they haven't made preparations. Next, the man who builds a tower must lay a foundation. This is the stage of preparation where the stage is set for the completion of the goal. No foundation, no tower. This stage includes some training some experience, some maturity. 
or other forms of laying groundwork for the job to be done. Got to be some preparation, counting the cost, building a foundation, not building on the sand, but building on the rock. Amen. He said the man that built on the rock was the man that heard the word and was obedient to the word. He likened to him to a man that built his house upon a rock. The man that built upon the sand was the individual who went to church. He heard the word. He knew what he was supposed to do, but he wasn't a doer of the word. But a storm came. It beat on both of the houses. But the house that was built on the sand, the Bible says, fell, and great was the fall thereof. The house that had been built on the rock, friend, it experienced the same storm, the very same wind, the very same rain, but it stood, amen, because there was preparation, amen. Proverbs 30, 24, there be four things which are little upon the earth, but they are exceeding wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they prepare their meat in the summer. I believe the fourth thing causes a lot of people to not finish if they don't have no push. We got to push if we're going to finish this race that we're in. Now the builder has to put forth the effort to build the town. Friend, it's a stage of labor. It requires faithful diligent work on our part. Many fail just because they don't want to do the work. He that desires an office of a bishop, the Bible says, desires a good work. It's a work. You got to work. Whatever God's called us to do, there's work involved. That's why a lot of folks don't make it. They're not willing to do the work. Amen. There in 1 Timothy 3, 1, this is a true saying, if any man desire the office of a bishop, he desireth a good work. And as in the physical race, runners concentrate with keen determination to press on. And so it is tonight in the spiritual race. Each and every one of us must concentrate with keen determination just to keep on pressing keep on pressing no matter what obstacles we have to face uh, no matter what we have to go through amen if we want to finish we got to keep on pressing our way Nehemiah 4 6 it said so built we the wall and all the wall was joined together into the hat thereof how all this happened for the people had a mind to work we're going to finish. We got to have a mind to work at it. Amen. Work with all your might. Put everything you got into it. Lay treasures up on the other side. Whatever thy hand findeth to do, do it with might. For there is no work, nor device, nor knowledge, nor wisdom in the grave, whether thou goest. That's what Ecclesiastes, the ninth chapter, in verse number 10. Amen. What did Paul tell us to do? In Philippians 3, 
and verse number 13, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before. Amen. He said in verse 14, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. No one wins a race who does not give an all-out effort in the contest. A half-hearted effort does not produce full success. How about you? Are you putting everything into this? Friend, if you don't put your all into it, you're probably not going to be able to finish it. Let's put everything we got into this because this is what really matters. It matters in this life, and it definitely matters in the life to come. Amen. Commit yourself, body, soul, and spirit to the task that's at hand. Why is it? A lot of folks don't finish. Last but not least, I believe a lot of folks today, they just don't finish because there's no persistence. You've got to have persistence to finish this race, to finish the building. We're building a house. Each one of us is building a house to finish the tower. One is yet needed. One more thing is needed. The builder must be able to finish. Oh, some men start many things, but finish none. Paul finished his course. How about us? Are we going to be persistent? We're going to finish this thing? Amen. Proverbs 24, 10, if thou faint in the day of adversity, thy strength is small. We read a while ago, the apostle Paul said, none of these things move me. You know, it don't take very much to move people today. Just, just a little, little bitty thing happened and they moved clear out of the race. We got to be bigger than that. We got to be better than that. All those tragedies and all those shipwrecks and all those difficulties and all that persecution. We said, none of these things move me. He was persistent. Amen. He was, he was persistent. And he would not quit. He would not give up. You know, we can get discouraged if we don't keep some scriptures in mind and keep it in our heart like Galatians 6, 9. And let us not be weary and well-doing for we shall reap if we faint not. That's a promise in God's word. Don't be weary and well-doing. Saints, we can finish this thing. We can be like the apostle Paul. Amen. Friend, it ought to bring a concern on our hearts. Amen. That we take these steps that we might finish. Hebrews 12, 1, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight in the sin which does so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that set it before us. We often think about the scripture in the book of Galatians 5 and verse number 7 where he said, Ye did run well. You were doing good. Ye did run well. Who hath hindered you that you should not obey the truth? Who did hinder you? Friend, people can be persuasive. Who 
did hinder you. You know what the Apostle Paul said? This persuasion cometh not from him that calleth you. A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. Amen. You know, not how you start out in this race, how you're going to finish it. Amen. I'm here to encourage all the saints of God. Don't quit halfway through your race. Pursue your purpose and fulfill it. You see, winning doesn't happen by accident. It requires planning. It requires preparation. Winners win because they plan on winning. They don't plan on losing. They intend to win. It's the focal point of all their training. It's the focal point of all their preparation. Winners never quit and quitters never win. You know the devil gets people beat down sometimes? So low. He said, no, you've already failed God. You just might as well quit and then you can get started later. That's the trick of the enemy. You got things messed up in your life and how are you going to get all this straightened down? Just, Just quit for a while. Listen to me, friend. Don't forget this. Quitting and starting over is never the answer. The devil never told anybody to quit and start over later. You go from where you're at. If you got needs, you get those needs met. It only complicates the situation when you throw in the towel and quit altogether. Friend, you can pick up from where you are right now and go on for God. Amen. The Lord is prepared to finish what he started in you. Amen. You know God's the one that started this thing on the inside of us? God started it. And he said he's able to finish what he started. And God's able to finish what he started in us, but he'd like a little cooperation on our part. Amen. And so people succeed primarily because they just will not give up. Amen. You know, I've determined that. I'm not giving up. I like the song. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. By the grace of God. Amen. We can sing that song. We can mean it from the depths of our heart. No matter where the devil attacks us and what goes wrong in our life, that's what the devil wants you to do. Give up. Quit. Surrender. But every time he tells you that, You just think about that song. I'm not giving up. I'm not turning around. By the grace of God. We don't say that within our own strength. By the grace of God, we're not giving up. And we're not turning around. Amen. Don't look back. Don't look down. Look up. Why do you want to look back when you can look forward? Why do you want to look down when you can look up? looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of God. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your mind. Amen. That's where it starts in your mind. Don't let the devil work on your mind. That's where people faint, first of all. Amen. Don't faint in your mind. First Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, 
unmovable. Paul said, none of these things move me. Amen. Unmovable. What is it that can move you? Is there anything that could move you? Well, whatever you think there is that could move you, then you need to get that surrendered to God. Well, why would you give up on God? Because the devil's giving you a hard time. That don't make sense to give up on God because what the devil's doing to you. Don't take it out on God, take it out on the devil. Amen, be your steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Listen, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen, we're not laboring in vain, saints of God. Our labor is not in vain in the Lord. What are you striving for? Friend, it's not enough just to be in the race. You gotta be determined. Are you determined to go through? I'm going through. I'm going through. I'll pay the price. No matter what others do. We've been looking, friend, at the Christian life. One in which we build a town. We finish a course. Amen. How is it in your heart and life? In order to reap, we must work the land, sow the seed, care for the plants, refuse to quit. God promises those who refuse to faint will eventually, in due season, reap the harvest. In closing, five things we dealt with. Do you have a purpose? Do you have a plan? Have you made preparations? And do you have the push that you need to go on? And have you been persistent in living for God? Thank you for listening. If you found this message helpful, please share this episode with your friends on Facebook, Messenger, or your favorite social media. If you have questions or suggestions, please message us on Facebook by searching Living the Good Life Show. A big thank you to Sister Rachel Fowler for all of her editing expertise. Until next time, keep living the good life.